This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 419 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. For the universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford at equestriancollections.com. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, today we have back with us Dr. Tanya Cubitt. She is a regular contributor over on the Jumping Radio Show, and this nutrition tip is taken off of Jumping Radio Show episode 54. You can find that at jumpingradio.com over there with Chris Stafford hosting away. Uh, we'd like to bring uh, Dr. Cubitt back uh, to bring us nutrition tips. She always has a lot of very good information, and we hope that you enjoy them. You know, one of the things we fight with the most with our horses, keeping them healthy and sound. And that's uh, why we spend so much time on health here on Horse Tip Daily, because it is something that's on our minds all the time. Between that and training, this pretty much uh, accomplishes about 80% of what we do with our horses, I think. So we're going to be back with uh, Dr. Cubitt in just a minute. But first, I want to talk to you about uh, Equestrian Collections Springtime. You know, Equestrian Collections offers the a wide variety of spring items for you, for your horse, for your kids. You know, everything that you might want for for the spring, you can find at Equestrian Collections. There are over three hundred and different there are three hundred different brands at Equestrian Collections. That's three hundred different lines of products over there. It's amazing the volume and quantity of stuff they have available for you and for your horses. So hop on over to EquestrianCollections.com for a springtime selection and that's you'll find more over there probably than anywhere else you're going to go to check out for the springtime one other thing too at equestrian collections right now they have a coupon code and that coupon code is for ten dollars off your next order of 120 dollars or more just do radio show all one word radio show in the promo code when you check out and you'll get ten dollars off your next order of 120 dollars or more and that's all exclusive to Horse Radio Network listeners. Well, thank you very much, everybody, and take a listen to Dr. Tanya Cubitt. Nutritional segment this week, we've had some great tips. You know, Dr. Tanya Cubitt, who joins us every other week with a nutritional tip, is very popular. We, we get a lot of great responses to to these tips, and uh, and I've even seen uh, postings on the Chronicles um, forum pages as well referencing these nutritional tips so i'm sure dr kubit will be delighted to hear that um so we're going to hear from her this week um, on feeding the senior horse hi tanya welcome back to the show hi chris it's good to be back are you have you survived the winter i'm slowly surviving i can i've said this before but i really can see a light at the end of the tunnel well good well i know that we're going to be talking about a few things uh in the next couple of weeks about uh, addressing those summer the spring needs of our horses when it comes to nutrition but uh, before we get to that i think uh, you're going to start this week with feeding the senior horse yes i thought we'd touch on feeding the senior horse because In my travels really around the world, I think feeding the senior horse is one of those issues that seems to um, be be a difficulty for a lot of people. And really, it starts out with 
defining what the senior horse is. You know, the the nutritional management of the senior horse is really challenging as there are no set criteria that define old age or the senior horse. The nutrient requirements of senior horses differ from other classes of horses because of their changes in metabolic and digestive efficiency um, that just go along with the aging process. But the first thing I I like to do is... um, is, de- is determining if at all the horse is senior. And I, when I talk about senior, I think of what is nutritionally senior. So rather than strictly going by age to determine if the horse is senior, it's more important, as I say, to determine if he's nutritionally senior. And a horse, for me, that uh, comes under the criteria of nutritionally senior can no longer eat its same diet and maintain a body condition, proper body condition um, of that five to six ideal range. The combination, combination of age, you know, physiological state, some physical signs of aging also go along with um, determining whether he's nutritionally senior. So some of those signs they also look for um, weight loss, inability to maintain good muscle mass and condition. You know, maybe we specifically lose muscle mass over the top line. Sometimes this leads to that kind of sway-backed appearance. And really one of the, the key issues is dental problems. Um, some of these senior horses also have other complications such as metabolic syndrome or Cushing's or kidney or liver dysfunction. So when we've determined that a horse is indeed nutritionally senior, each horse must be evaluated as an individual, obviously. The main goals are like the same as other feeding programs is to maintain an optimal body condition score of around that five to six, which I think is ideal, um, especially in the older horses that are going to inherently have more joint problems. You know, they've put in a lot of miles for us and a lot of years. So having an overweight horse, an overweight senior horse, is really not a good idea. Um, generally, senior horses are less active than their younger counterparts, so it is easier sometimes for them to be uh, overweight. <clears throat> they generally have a maintenance or a little less than maintenance energy requirements. If the horse has difficulty maintaining weight, then obviously we need to put more calories into the diet. Um, Senior horses uh, in good body condition, uh, ideal body condition, have the protein and mineral vitamin requirements similar to those of a maintenance horse. Um, Horses that are underweight, have lost a lot of muscle mass, then it's really important, not necessarily the quantity of protein that we're putting in the diet, but the quality. So it's really like feeding a baby, uh, a young horse. We want to look at putting in good quality sources of protein, so legumes, alfalfa, hay, soybean meals. Um, The overall digestibility, especially if the teeth um, are worn down or, uh, you know, some have fallen out, the digestibility is decreased. Water intake is also especially critical in the senior horse to reduce the risk of impaction colic or constipation. Um, a large, and as I have kept mentioning, one of the biggest issues with these senior horses is, is dental pro- problems. A lot of, I've dealt with some 30-year-old horses that really have no teeth whatsoever and they really, so then uh, their ability to chew pasture or hay is limited or not there at all. Um, that's where 
these horses still need to get all of the fiber that we've talked about in previous sessions. So, you know, a 1,000-pound animal still needs to eat at least 1.52% of body weight, so 15, 20 pounds. If they can't chew hay, they're going to have to, um, maybe we have to get it from a hay cube or a hay pellet or a chopped forage. can be used as forage substitutes. Or then the complete feeds. Now, the term complete feed means the the proper definition of a complete feed. I know it seems to get thrown around, but the proper definition, in my opinion, a complete feed is a feed that you can feed your horse and you will not have to feed anything else. No hay, no pasture. Everything the horse gets is right there in that bag of feed. So then the feeding rate on a complete feed, a true complete feed, is around, for a 1,000-pound animal, 15 to 20 pounds a day. Um, They've got high-quality fiber sources in them, like beet pulp, soy hulls, um, they can be usually pelleted or extruded. They can be wet, made into a mash or a gruel. I've seen horses really just slurp this up. Um, and, and so the commercially available senior feeds, their feeding rates vary. Some aren't really true senior feeds, but the true senior feed is one that the feeding rate is about 15 to 20 pounds on um, because it's a complete feed and we don't have to feed anything else with it. So that kind of brings me to the problem with feeding other horses senior horse feeds is if you're not feeding that large quantity, then you're kind of shortchanging the horses, those other horses on the, the nutrients because we've diluted them out across that large amount. Um, the other just little management issues with senior horses, they have to eat a lot of food, especially if they're losing weight, we can add you know, uh, fat to the diet to help increase caloric density. But feed them lots of small meals frequently throughout the day, especially if they're on something like a complete feed. But the main thing to remember in developing any feed for any horse is that each horse is an individual and you know your horse best and you know what works for your horse. You know, I have some... um, 30, 35-year-old horses and that just don't want to eat anything and the time is probably coming close to the end. So in all honesty, if that horse wants to eat ground-up chip cookies and that's the only thing he'll eat, no, it's not ideal, but let him eat whatever he wants to eat. <laughs> so that that's really it. Each horse is an individual. Good advice, uh, Tanya, but it, it's sad to think of that, isn't it, that you know, there's going to come a time when they're going to be so picky that, you know, you're just going to have to give them whatever they will eat and not what you it want them to eat. It becomes very difficult, yes, mm. it, it does, especially when we get to the end and all we can do is make sure that we are, um, you know, making sure they're comfortable, as healthy as possible, um, that they can live out their, their days in, in as much peace and happiness as they can. Terrific. Well, good advice as always, Tanya. Thank you for that. And uh, you're going to be back, I think, in a couple of weeks uh, to start talking about things that we have to consider for the spring season. Yep, springing back into action. You know, a lot of us haven't the luxury of an indoor arena and the cold weather. No one wants to ride as much. And we're going to start bringing our horses back into work. And there's a few things we need to make sure we do. Excellent. Well, looking forward to that. Thanks again, as always.
Well, thanks again to Chris and Dr. uh, Tanya Cubitt for joining us here on the Horse Tip Daily Show and for allowing us to use the tips. This was off of Jumping Radio Show, episode number 54. You can find it at jumpingradio.com. If you want to listen to the rest of that episode, well, we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone, and wear your helmet. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 